Welcome to the DSB Leadership Speaking Podcast, where my twin brother and I share our thoughts and provide solutions for executives and professionals who want to become masters of speaking and communicating so that they can maximize their influence and impact. Yes, we are identical twins who happen to also be public speakers, executive coaches, and sales leaders. Our company, DSB Leadership Group, focuses on equipping leaders who want to speak with confidence and authority, all while using their authentic voice. Here, on the DSB Leadership Speaking Podcast, we present topics about communication and leadership from our perspective as individuals and as twins. Welcome to the DSB Leadership Speaking Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to our next episode on the Speakers Leadership Podcast. While we're thrilled that you can join us, uh, we share our thoughts, our opinions on various leadership topics. My name is Danny Brown. I bring you greetings from Austin, Texas, the Lone Star State. My co-host is David Brown, my identical twin brother, and he is located in Baltimore, Maryland, near our nation's capital. Well, I'm so glad to be here with all of you today. Thank you, Dan, for the introduction. He is in the Lone Star State, and in Maryland, we call ourselves the Free State, and that comes from earlier days and learning how to buck against the colonial system and fighting against the uh, country of Great Britain. So anyways, I wanted to kind of share a little bit about what we're going to talk about today. And we're going to really talk about leadership because all leaders want to be successful. And there's nothing more needed in our organizations and in our communities right now than that of leadership. With what we're going through in the country, with what we're facing, Dan, I, I can't think of anything more important than leadership. And we know that communication is a key component of leadership. So I wanted to take some time today in our podcast as we share some thoughts with our listeners to really look into what leadership is and what happens with leadership in the platform that we've been given. Because the truth of the matter is, there's not a true leadership gene. You're not born that way. You, you either inherit the position, you work hard to get into that position. But nonetheless, if you are a leader, you've got to just demonstrate what I will call essential qualities or essential traits to be successful as a leader right now in this environment, in this time in our country, we need leadership. We need leadership like we've never needed leadership before. And so I wanted to start off by asking you, Dan, what are some of the essential qualities that every leader should have if they're going to be successful? And you can write a book about that. But I think when you think about all the essential qualities that make a great leader, there are five to me that really stand out. One, credibility. Two, the communication. And there's various forms of communication. Sometimes communication isn't just speech. It can be body language. Mm. So there's credibility, communication, empathy, your vision. And finally, I think the most important that it gets overlooked is courage. Yeah, these are definitely qualities that we both agree are essential. And it can make or break a leader, regardless of what position or what level of leadership they're in within an organization. But let's talk about that first trait you mentioned earlier. You talked about credibility. Why is this so crucial for a leader? Credibility goes beyond just the title. I think sometimes we believe if we have a title that we get instant respect or instant credibility. And I can tell you from coaching uh, high school and community college football, just because you have the title of the coach, it means very little to these kids. What really means that you can earn credibility or trust or respect from these kids 
is you getting in the trenches with them, showing them and teaching them the right and proper way. Credibility is about trustworthiness and believability. The leader that is credible is trustworthy because there's history. There's a history of consistency and there's a history of proven character. So our football team, our community college football team, we won our, we won this, we won our title. We won the community college division title. Uh, actually won it two years in a row. And we won it because we were consistent. Consistent in our message, consistent in our teaching, consistent in our coaching. And that built up respect and credibility so that the new incoming uh, first year, second year students, those who may have had to drop out of Division One or Division One A school to get their grades up or to get their character built in the proper way, because of the students from previous years and because of the trophies, we're able to kind of get a little bit of that credibility right away. And so it really helped out a lot. Same thing with leaders today in, in our individual society. And I appreciate you sharing that, Dan. It's, it's something that people can tend to forget that it takes time, years, consistency to be able to build that level of trust. And it can be broken or eroded pretty quickly. And so it's so important that we learn that we've got to be credible as a leader. There was an actual quote by Rick Warren. He's a minister, much like myself, of of a church in California called Saddleback Church. And he stated this, he said, the most essential quality for leadership is not perfection, but it's credibility. People have to trust you. And so that's why it's so important that we have that history. We have to be able to be consistent in showing our teams, our employees, our staff, that we're gonna be the same person day in and day out, and we're not gonna change just because the environment or the situation. And this is what I often talk about when I'm doing workshops on what I call crisis management. It's important that we understand that you've got to be credible as a leader. We will be right back after this short break. Today's quick sponsor is Live Love Thanks. Live Love Thanks allows women executives and stay-at-home moms to declutter their homes once and for all. Why do you keep purging and the clutter keeps coming back? To purge once and for all and for good, reach out to livelovethanks.com to learn more. Also, watch her free training. If you have any other questions, go to livelovethanks.com. Thank you very much for being a great sponsor. Today, we'd like to thank our sponsor, AppGallup, where cloud meets commerce. AppGallup is a cloud commerce automation and marketplace platform, enabling service providers to drive revenue growth, achieve agility, and kickstart digital transformation. In fact, if you're in the telco space or you're an internet service provider, AppGallup will accelerate your time to the fast-growing cloud market, delivering all the top-selling cloud services to your customers with unified identity, access, subscription billing, and payment management. If you want to sell your cloud platform, you need AppGallup. If you have telco products, circuits, switches, hosting services, whether it's private cloud or public cloud, and you want to include AWS, Microsoft Azure, and Google, you want to make sure you use AppGallup, the one-stop platform for digital transformation. Thank you very much, AppGallup. 
Welcome back to the DSP Leadership Speaking Podcast. You know, there's a history of being able to be consistent, uh, consistent with people's actions, consistent with results. It's easy to say one thing, but if your body says another or your reaction to that says another, you're going to lose credibility right, right away. So essentially, you get what you see. Uh, they, great leaders have a history of being transparent, for being honest, mm -hmm. and most of all, for being consistent in their behavior. Right. They lead by example. They're reliable. You know, there's a study conducted by DDI that reported that 57% of employees leave because of leadership. There's times I've had to hire a whole lot of people in order to run a new territory we de decided to expand in or to add more people in another country because we're expanding in that country. And when I look at that resume, I have to ask myself, did they leave the company and they're looking to work for my company because they were not good at their job? Or did they leave because the leadership structure around them was poor? Yeah. And after doing hundreds of interviews for many job openings, I can tell you, it always came down to typically the characteristic of the leadership that the person came from. They left because of the leadership there. So it's easy to lose credibility. It's very, very easy to lose credibility. So let's look at another quality. We talked about the first quality. Let's look like the second essential quality. And I like to say the second good quality is communication. Yep. Good communication skills are absolutely critical. I mean, I know we're going to address this a little bit more in future episodes. We'll get and do a deep dive. Right now, we're just doing the framework. But we should all understand that words have incredible power. Very incredible power. When we think about the scars that people have when they get older, it's mostly emotional scars yeah. by a leadership figure in that person's life, a yeah. parent, a teacher, a coach. That has always, almost always caused greater issues down the road. So Steve Jobs once stated that management, management is about persuading people to do the things they do not want to do. While leadership is about inspiring people mm. to do the things they never thought they could do. Right. That's the key. You know, I think it's amazing when you hear from someone like Steve Jobs and you respect that. That's the instant credibility. But he also talked about just the way you look at your role. You're either managing or you're inspiring. You got you to gotta look at it from that perspective. And it's unfortunate, like you said, Dan, that many people will lose or leave their companies because of bad leadership, bad management. And matter of fact, one of the things that I talk about in my role as a consultant when I work with different companies is I ask them about their turnover ratio. And what we'll find is that if a leader is honest with where they are, they will attribute to a lot of the employees leaving because of that. And then when we start looking at the net profit and net growth, I really challenge them. I push back a little bit, Dan, and I say, look, you can't allow yourself to lose the very best talent you have because it's going to cost you even more to replace that talent. So why not invest in them by learning how to give them the vision and the opportunities we're going to talk about in a moment to be able to grow within this space? So I'm glad you said that. And I'm glad you actually even brought up communication because communication is so important. And I'll tell you what's really amazing, <laughs> Dan, is I've worked with different business owners and I coach them and I help them. And they are some of the most incredible leaders. They're sharp. They know the material. They know their industry. But they can't even speak sometimes to their own people. 
They don't know how to speak to their, their shareholders or their board members. And so I work with teaching them how to just kind of bring it down a little bit, take that knowledge in the back of their brain, learn how to be able to spill it out or share it in such a way that the audience, whether it's the board, whether it's the team members or whether it's the rest of the employees can be able to understand what that is. And so this is so much, we talk about it from the body language, from the voice, the tone that you use, the speed at which you speak, the words that you use, this is so important. So you cannot have great leadership if you don't have the ability to learn how to master and use your words. Is that right? Dave, you sound pretty passionate about this. Yeah, I'm passionate. I love this stuff. This is why we're here. <laughs> I'm passionate about that too, brother. You know, I think you said it so eloquently. I can't say it any better. Let's go ahead and just go to the third uh, essential quality. Okay. Uh, and that third essential quality is empathy. Empathy is the simplest form. In the simplest form is placing yourself in someone else's shoes sure. or situation. What empathy looks like if you're a leader is when that leader is able to somehow connect with another person's experience and feelings. I can't tell you how many times I've had my sales managers talk to their employees in a way that just makes me cringe. Mm. It's like, look, my one-on-ones with you every week should teach you right. to have a better outlook on your employees. Yeah. And sometimes I look at myself and like, I got to do a better job coaching them. But I would say right now, 2020 has been a very challenging year. Mm. Hit the Not just button. for myself, for everybody. Right. And I look at myself, wow, it's already, it's already half the year is already gone. Half of 2020 is already gone. And I just want to hit that reset button. And, and at times I ask myself, wow, this has been a great test. This is, this is a test I could not have dreamed of or even imagined that it would turn out this way. All the employees working remotely, the kids are going to be home and homeschooling the children, the loss of business, emotional, physical sickness, mm. all this stuff expose how vulnerable people really are. But there's a bright side. Leaders who have demonstrated empathy have seen greater productivity and greater creativity from their employees and leadership teams. I've seen this. My business partners have seen this. My customers have seen this. All their employees are working remotely. It was challenging setting them up, mm -hmm. getting the computer, getting their internet going, their phone service, everything. They had to get headsets shipped out to them. But what they've realized is that most of these employees who are driving two, three hours a day to go back and forth to the office, wow. they're actually more productive at home, a lot more productive. And of course, everyone knows about Zoom, right? It just these meeting platforms that have taken off, but it's really helped people to get closer together, to work better together. So I would have to say leadership has really helped to make this a little brighter. And it's kind of like what you said earlier, Dan, just the ability to put yourself in their situation. And when you're able to empathize with where your employees are, you're able to get them set up to feel secure. They feel like they can add to the company. They're actually, like you mentioned earlier, you're surprised they're more productive. They're yeah. able to do more when they're at home. They're, some of them are post this health pandemic are going to probably be in a position where they can stay home and work. Yeah. We're going to have to learn to be more creative with our workspaces, maybe create different off campus sites for these employees. We've got to be able to understand that 
you cannot treat your employees as if you're not going to understand what they're going through. Think about it from that standpoint. Your employees are sick or your employees have children that, go, that get ill or your employees are really stressed out because of what's going on with the health pandemic. We've got to be able to help them to feel like this is their company, that this is their organization. And this is why it's so important as a leader that you're able to walk a mile in their shoes, that you're able to do that. And as a matter of fact, there's a quote by Dale Carnegie on, in his book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, where he says, talk to someone about themselves and they'll listen to you for hours. Empathy comes from just sometimes listening. Sometimes just putting your hand over your mouth and not saying a word. And we're gonna talk about this in a future episode about the power of the pause, but sometimes just saying nothing. But intentional listening can help people feel like you can connect with them. And matter of fact, one of the things I'm working on for one of my public speaking workshops is what we call the emergency hotline. It's how these people are trained to listen to people when they're in a state of panic and fright. It's how they listen. It's the questions that they ask for that person on the other end who's going through some life crisis for them to feel like you understand them, that you can relate to them. And when you're able to calm them down in that sense, you're able to pull out of them essential information in order to provide the authorities, the people in the emergency room, all these different uh, aspects of helping to support that family or that person, that's what's so vital. So this is actually a portion of my empathy training is what we talk about the, the hotline trainers, right? We want people to understand how to connect and empathize. This is why it's important. So what I wanted to ask you, Dan, we talked about just learning to really care deeply, learning to put yourselves in their shoes, learning to be mindful where your employees are at, and how empathy helps in the long run. What, 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 what else do we need to know about empathy, Dan, before we go into the next quality? What else do we need to know? Anything else about empathy from your perspective? Well, first of all, I think the, I appreciate you sharing that quote from Dale Carnegie. Great book. I would tell people if you are busy and you don't have time to read, get an audio book. Yeah. If, you, if you want to do anything, always enhance yourself with learning. That's mm. very, very crucial. So that's just a side note. Okay. Um, first of all, I'd like to say that leaders need to be a little bit more mindful, a little bit more mindful of ongoing concerns that the employees have. Right. Normally, I would say from my experience, a lot of leaders wait until things get to the HR level mm. and the employee decides to leave or the employee decides to be uh, reprimanded, written up, put on a, a, a PEP right? Performance improvement plan, if you don't know what that means. <laughs> um, that's a little bit too late. Right. That's a little bit too late. And I think really at the end of the day, employees will benefit, will benefit greatly if the leader has a little bit more empathy, Yeah. decide to lead with grace and understanding, and then choosing not to take shortcuts. I mean, if we do the work in the beginning and mm. during there won't be no exit plan. Right. Employees won't leave because of bad leadership, bad management. So I just want to say I, I, I affirm what you just said earlier. I love the quote. And this really leads us to our next quality, our fourth quality. What's that, Dan? What would be the fourth quality we're going to talk about today? Vision. I think, vision. Uh, almost all leaders have to have some type of vision. If you have no vision, your employees won't follow you. Mm. Yeah, you'll get the, the few that follow you because it's a good paycheck. Mm -hmm. But when things get tough, things get rough, will they continue to follow you? Yes. You know, Jack Welch, and I, I hope um, 
a lot of people in the audience know who Jack Welch is, but he said, good business leaders create their vision. They articulate the vision, the passion, you own the vision, and relentlessly drive it to completion. Nice. I cannot emphasize how important it is for a leader to demonstrate this one quality. Yeah. Do they know where they're going? Or, or are they just winging it, right? Do you know where you're going? Are they clear? Are they concise with their focus, with their mission statement? I, if I sat down with my employees and I did not give them a quarterly objective, a quarterly quarter, and here's the, the steps we need to take in order to hit that quarter. Here are the team members we need to work with cross-functionally within the organization so that we can hit this quarter, hit this goal. They have no vision. Right. They have no vision. And so my wife, who's also an entrepreneur, and she's a great, she's a great business leader as well. She's an entrepreneur. She emphasizes all the time that you must focus on which, on that which brings you the results and revenue you want. Focus on that only over and over and over again. Avoid all the distractions yeah. or any activity that does not reinforce that vision. She does this every morning. It's like a schedule. And one of the things I love about her because she has a schedule. And when she gets up, she does a meditation. She puts on her music. She gets her mindset ready. She does her dancing in the mm. room. When no one's looking, she has her office. She does her dancing in the office. And then she focuses on her mindset work. She calls it mindset exercise Yes. every single day so that she can stay focused on her vision, her long-term vision. She, she has a whiteboard and she has these post-it notes all over her office that states every day when she looks at it, it's her vision. I mean, I can tell you one right now. She says, all I do is win. Nice. Certainty is a learned skill. I mean, these are things that she has on her, her all over her whiteboard everywhere. Right, right. And I said, what are you doing, honey? Why do you do that? It's mindset exercise. <laughs> like, all right. Awesome. So she has a vision where she wants things to go. And then honestly, at the end of the day, that's really what propels her every day. It keeps that passion going. You married well, brother. You married well. I think we are definitely blessed men, aren't we? Uh, so true, David. Uh, so true. I would have to say uh, both of our wives are pretty awesome. I think the, um, the God above blessed us. That's indeed. Yeah. I will say right now, when a leader is when a leader is clear about the vision, about the vision that they have for the organization, mm -hmm. the vision that they have for the team, the vision that they have for themselves, then there's no confusion. A great right. leader not only has a vision of where they want to go, where they want to see the organization, the, the department for their own leaders and their own employees. Sometimes when an employee doesn't have a vision for his or her own, her own life, the leader can instill some vision for them. Yes. Yes. Every person within that organization needs to feel valued. Right. They need to understand their value. They need to understand their actions that all point towards that one vision. Mm -hmm. The CEO sets a goal. We're going to grow the company 40% year over year. And here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to do it. And every division head and every division leader has his or her marching orders. Yep. And it's up to them to take that inspiration or that vision and push it down to the last person on the team. There is no weakest link. Every single person is just as important. Every single person is just as strong, just as valuable. You know, I can't wait until our future episodes that we have to do more of a deep dive on are. the core values for the corporation yes. and the core values for yourself. Yeah. We can't get into it today. We have to get through the rest, the rest, the rest of what we're going to talk about today. But I will have to tell you, don't sleep on this. It's a yeah. very, very important.
And I agree, Dan. I think it's, an, it's essential for a leader to understand that there must be a vision. The scripture says that without vision, the people perish. You know, we don't. We got to know where we're going. We got to know our marching orders, like you mentioned earlier. I think also it's important that as a leader, when we talk about public speaking skills and communication skills, that you are able to articulate that vision, that it is clear and concise. It cannot be confusion. Mm -hmm. It cannot be chaos. It cannot be, as you mentioned earlier, winging it. It's got to be simple in every single department, every single division, every single level of that organization has to understand that they are vital to the company's success. They're vital to the overall viability and profitability of the organization. And this is why vision has to be laid out and vision has to be clear. And as Jen mentioned, even to you and myself, you've got to reinforce the right activity to keep going back to that focus, back to that vision. That's why it's important. So let, let me jump into the fifth quality. Let's just jump into the fifth quality. We talked about four incredible essential qualities that a leader has to have. What's the fifth, Dan? What's the trait that this leader has to have if they're going to be effective as a leader? We will be right back after this short break. Today's sponsor is RocketDog.org. RocketDog, we create experiences that change the way people think about your brand. If you're trying to increase your branding, and you're trying to get your website redone, and you want to stand out amongst the rest, go to RocketDog.org. Ask for Danny or ask for Mike, and they'll take good care of you. Thank you very much, RocketDog. Help everyone to make their brand stand out today. Today, we'd like to thank our sponsor, AppGallup, where cloud meets commerce. AppGallup is a cloud commerce automation and marketplace platform, enabling service providers to drive revenue growth, achieve agility, and kickstart digital transformation. In fact, if you're in the telco space or you're an internet service provider, AppGallup will accelerate your time to the fast-growing cloud market, delivering all the top-selling cloud services to your customers with unified identity, access, subscription billing, and payment management. If you want to sell your cloud platform, you need AppGallup. If you have telco products, circuits, switches, hosting services, whether it's private cloud or public cloud, and you want to include AWS, Microsoft Azure, and Google, you want to make sure you use AppGallup, the one-stop platform for digital transformation. Thank you very much, AppGallup. back to the DSP Leadership Speaking Podcast. Dave, I think that when we look at this next trait, this next essential quality, yeah, it has to be courage. It takes mm. courage to be a leader. It does. It really does. It takes courage. When I was in the military and uh, I was stationed at Walter Reed Medical Center, and thank God I was able to go to college at the same time, at Howard University at the same time, uh, I was responsible for all the medical wards and all the medicines and all the drugs and all those wards as 16 soldiers report to me. And it takes courage. Mm. It takes courage to uh, give them marching orders every day. It takes yeah. courage to say, you know, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to get the medicine out. 
this is the speed, this is the process, because we want to make sure the nurses and the doctors get what they need. So it takes a lot of courage to do that. Courage is all good and well until a challenge presents itself and sure. then another challenge and another challenge and another challenge. If you've ever been in the battlefield or you've ever been in the hospital or you've ever been in any situation like that, it's not one emergency. Right. It's a continuous stream of emergencies. Yes. It's a continuous ongoing over and over and over again. And while this is happening, we still have to make sure inventory levels and things are continuing to be stocked. You have to keep track of everything. You don't want people walking out with medicine sure. or things that they're supposed to be having. So mm. I would have to say that it takes courage yep. that you as an individual have to get the right frame of mind, as you stated earlier, the right frame of mind, a conviction that enables you, you to face difficulty, mm. you to be able to face challenging situations, you to be able to face fear itself. I personally believe courage despite fear itself. Yes. My daughter last night, and I apologize for going off a tangent, but my, my, my daughters are awesome. I love them, but it doesn't matter what the bug is, a spider and all that other <laughs> stuff. They're going to be very afraid. And living right. here in Austin, Texas, we live here in, the, in this area of Austin called the Hill Country. We have beautiful, beautiful visions of the hills. I mean, there's trees, there's hiking trails everywhere. And that's one thing we loved about Austin, just the, the great outdoors. Right. But with the great outdoors, you're going to get snakes. Mm. tarantulas uh, we've had three tarantulas already in the neighborhood we had a lizard uh, caught in our trap uh, so you're gonna see all sorts of bugs spiders and everything else and just last night we had a insect flying to the house when we uh -oh. were doing the fourth of July and the fireworks so the girls kept the front door open way too long and an insect flew in the house and they just started freaking out dad who can't go anywhere you know I'm gonna slam the door and just go into the bathroom uh, and, you know, I don't know what kind of insect it was. They didn't tell me it could have been a hornet. It could have been uh, a dangerous, uh, uh, some type of dangerous animal. Or, uh, they didn't tell me anything. Right. But I couldn't show them that I was afraid. I had to be, I had to have courage. Mm. And to come to find out, it was a mosquito killer. So it, it wasn't anything to be worried about. It wasn't anything to be fearful about. Uh, it was just get the, the, just get the insect out the house. And they were happy. They they were happy and everything else. And I had to tell them, look, guys, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> but you demonstrated courage, Dan. It doesn't matter what level we have to demonstrate it, whether we're a father and a parent trying to help our children overcome insecurities or with our spouses or with our jobs. But essentially what's happening is that our employees, through uncertain times, through crises, need, need to be able to see a steadfast leader. And it takes a lot of courage because it's not just about you. You're now carrying the weight of this organization, these people, their livelihoods. And so you've got to be courageous because you've got to do the things that are very challenging, things that are very difficult to go after. And you can't just do it when the waters are calm, right? You got to be able to do it when they're rough, choppy. And when it's a hurricane level five, you've got to be able to learn to lead with great courage. So I'm getting inspired hearing all this. I'm glad you are now the master insect collector to free your children from that type of fear. But Dan, if I'm listening to this podcast and I'm sitting here asking myself, okay, I want to be a great leader. I know I have some of these qualities. I need to do better or grow in these other qualities. Yep. What can we do? How do we grow in these areas, especially if any of these qualities are lacking in our leadership? What can we do? First thing you have to do is admit where you are. Mm, that's hard. <clears throat> Any, anybody, whether it comes to getting back in shape, mm. whether it comes to losing weight, 
we don't we don't we don't want to admit where we are. We always feel like we're back in high school days. And I I look at myself and I realize, wow, you know, I wish I was back in high school. That six pack I used to walk around with no shirt on all <laughs> the time. <laughs> but in order to change, you have to admit where you're at. Right. I think a lot of leaders today they just don't admit where they're at. True. It takes courage to admit where you're at. It takes courage to tell your employee, I don't know what we're going to do tomorrow. Mm. I don't know what's going to happen next week with, because of COVID. I don't know if we're going to close this deal. I don't know. But what I do know is that together we have a vision. Yep. We need to take action on that vision and to move forward. So it takes courage as a leader to be able to take responsibility. Also to set goals, yeah, not just regular goals, bold goals. I'm talking goals like, wow, I, I wrote it down on paper 12 months ago and I look at it again. I'm, I cannot believe that was done. Right. I can't believe that was accomplished. I mean, mm -hmm. when my wife uh, started her business and we just said, oh, it'd be great to grow the company by this much. And she goes, no, we're going to grow it by this much. Like, okay. 12 <laughs> months later, we closed a couple of, she closed a couple of big contracts. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I can't believe that. She goes, I wrote it down. It came yep. true. I wrote it down. What are you talking about? It took courage to write it down. And as leaders, we have to have that courage. We yeah. just have to. It takes courage to set goals. Yeah, it does. It takes, goals. it takes courage to set these goals. It takes courage to tell the water to be calm, despite the fact that the sea is angry. Mm. You know, it takes, it takes courage to be able to say, silent, quiet. Uh, I, I just this parable, not trying to be religious when Jesus was sleeping and the waves are going all over the place and his disciples are just panicking, think they're going right. to die. And he's like, why'd you wake me up? Basically, he's like, why'd you wake me up? Just, what are you doing? <laughs> it's, it's not a big deal. <laughs> Calm uh, down. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not a big deal. It takes courage with David versus Goliath, right? Yeah. I mean, think about it. This little kid, too short, too small to put on Saul's armor. And he was already a foot above everyone else to go face this giant. Mm hmm he took courage to go out there, but he had practice. He had a lot of practice. He had a lot of repetition. What did he do? He drew upon his history. He drew upon his past. And I think as leaders, sometimes we think we have to have this big, great, great explosion, great thing that happened to us to where we can say we're courageous. Right. But look at the little victories. True. Look at the little things that you've done consistently day in and day out. Look at the little conquering conquers that you've had. Yep. That's where it comes into the fact that it's rep repetitive, right? That's where it means to be repetitive. So don't forget about David and Goliath. Before he fought Goliath, what did he face? He faced a lion? Yep. I mean, he faced the lion and said, look, I was able to do this to the lion. You're nothing. <laughs> Basically, essentially, you're nothing. And I just, that just blew me away, just, just looking at his courage. So yes. I would tell leaders out there today, don't give up. Mm -hmm. I would tell people today, if you're an employee or you're an employer, don't give up. Mm. Invest in yourself. Push forward. Every day you get up in the morning and you, the first thing in your mind is, I can do this. Guess what? It took courage to say that. It did. I agree. It takes a lot of courage not to give up. We, we have to become resilient. And as you mentioned earlier, Dan, it takes courage to set goals, especially in light of our climate today. You've yep. got to be willing to set goals. You've got to push the envelope. And it's going to take incredible courage. The hardest one, and even earlier when you started to state what this fifth quality was, there was no way I like to admit when I'm wrong, when I'm at fault. 
But it takes courage to admit that because you can't improve, you can't get better unless you admit where you're wrong. Yeah. And you can't get to the goals that you want to go after as a company unless you're willing to step up when things seem to be the most difficult. So I'm glad you actually are listening to my sermons. You actually listen to my message, my yeah. messages, even about David and Goliath. I love it yes. because we all going to have Goliath moments in our life and we've got to have courage if we're going to defeat that giant. And uh, in speaking of courage, and, and we'll share this in a later episode, but I remember teaching in one of my workshops, Dan, about fear, conquering fear. We're going to highlight this several times in our episodes. But there was a Will Smith video that came out not too long ago where he's going skydiving and he's going skydiving with his friends and family. And he talked about how there's that sense of fear, but he committed to it. So he has to do it. Everybody's going to think he's a coward. And yet he goes out there and he jumps out of the plane and he talks about how everything is waiting for you on the other side of fear. Mm. Think about it. Life, expectations, mm. goals. Everything's on the other side of fear. And it takes a little bit of courage to say, I can jump. It takes a little yeah. bit of courage to say, we can hit this goal. It takes a little bit of courage to say, you know what? I've been wrong. And it, what those things will do is actually going to make your company, your employees, they're going to be more endeared to you. Yeah. And that's why courage is so vital as a leader. It takes courage to be able to admit when you need yeah. some support and help. So I, I just want to say, I think that's awesome, Dan. So these five qualities. I'm not saying there aren't others out there, but these are the five that Dan and I believe are essential for every leader to be effective. And all throughout those five qualities, it's all around communication. You've got to be able to learn to communicate. You've got to be able to learn how to show this to the people that have been entrusted to your care. You know, Dave, I think, um, and, I, and I do pay attention to all your sermons. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> It takes courage to preach in front of people as well. Um, but just to recap, the five essential qualities that every effective leader should have. One, the credibility, communication, empathy, vision, and of course, let's not overlook this, courage. If you make it a goal to grow in these areas just a little bit, you will indeed become an effective leader for you and the, your organization. Remember, leadership is a choice. So you take one step at a time. And I think sometimes we, just to give you a, a little perspective before we close out, we, we tell ourselves we wanna get in shape. Yeah. And so we try a diet for a week or two and we give up. Mm. Not realizing that it's, it's a slow process. We set the vision. We talked about that before. Set the vision at the beginning of the year or, or today and look at it 12 months later by taking one step at a time, one step each day, you'll see the transformation and it, it, it'll look phenomenal. So remember, leadership is a choice. Choose to be the person that you would want to be inspired by, to follow you, right? Yes. So you choose to be the person. You that you would want to be inspired to follow. Don't wait. You be that person today. I appreciate that, Dan. I think it's so vital for our listeners to remember that they could grow in these things, not to be discouraged. And you're not going to get in shape overnight. Mm. You're not going to be able to go on that basketball court. And dare I say, I play against my teenage son who plays for his high school basketball team. You think I'm going to beat him without working out or warming up. You can't do it. So 
This is Dave Brown. I want to thank you along with my co-host, Danny Brown, for joining us. We're so thrilled that you have chosen to listen to our podcast and to support this program. Please subscribe, follow us on Instagram, go to our website, dsbleadershipgroup.com, learn more about what we're doing as a company, how we're supporting our professionals and executives out there, including their organizations. And we're going to see you on the next episode of the DSB Leadership Group Speaking Podcast. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to the DSP Leadership Speaking Podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at DSP Leadership and visit us online at dspleadershipgroup.com to learn more about our workshops and training. We will see you on the next episode of the DSP Leadership Speaking Podcast. Have a great day.